Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Sick. What's up, everyone? Hi, everybody. Hello. <laughs> I'm Paige. I'm also Paige. Cool. Just a Paige-only episode today. <laughs> You're welcome. You're so... These. This is left side and right side brain. <laughs> so a Paige. Emotional versus logical. I want to be the emotional one. Okay. So Fuck you. Oh, see? And you say that because you're afraid. And it's okay. Out of your shit. (laughs) Eat a fucking dick. (laughs) Okay, too much emotion. Stop. (laughs) I mean, it just gets so hurtful when you tell me to stop being who I am, you know? Like, and that's just me. Why am I supposed to stop? Okay, stop dragging me. That's enough. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't dragging. I was just playing the role. Nobody needs to look that far into my psyche. Anyways. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) We're super excited to have you here with us here today here. Totally. Um, so first up, relationship update. Joe, is how is your perfect relationship going? I mean, like, everyone else's relationship is the equivalent to, like, a hot dog, where my relationship is the equivalent of, like, Michelangelo. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Except for it's not really comparable because one's food, which is pretty... I mean, the Statue okay. of David, you know what I meant by Michelangelo. Uh, no. <laughs> but okay, also. Uh, it's just perfect. It's beautiful. Even the parts that are crust, it just adds to the fact that it's beautiful and wonderful. It just adds to how wonderful it is. Okay, cool. So, anyways. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's so, been a you're long fine. Year. It's, fi- it's been a long year. <laughs> We're like, how many days in? Not even three weeks in? A day we're three, we're three weeks in as of the airing of this episode. Yeah, it's been way too long. Yeah, fair enough. Just kidding. I'm actually, I'm on, on Twitter. I'm doing every single day. I'm doing good things that have happened to me that day. And it has been so nice and it's been keeping me super positive. Today's just been like a, a long day. Mm. But everything else, I'm like, I'm actually having a great time. And then yesterday, because um, I got back from a mini vacation, I did get to see my boyfriend finally. And then we just, like, relaxed, went out to dinner, and then we just cuddled. And I was like, this is, I like that this is it. Cute. That we're loving it. It's not like, okay, let's go make a big deal out of something. Like, it's going to be the hugest thing. And we're very understanding, and Chad's very understanding of, like, this position that I'm in right now. And I really appreciate that about him. So, Cute. yes, I appreciate appreciative. Cute. I'm so jealous because you went to one of my favorite places in the world, Monterey, and went to the aquarium, which I haven't been to in literally like six years or something. I saw the jellyfish and I was like, shut up. This is Paige's background. It is. (laughs) The background on my phone is the jellyfish picture that I took the last time I was, actually the second to last time I was at the aquarium. And it's so pretty and I love it so much. So pretty. In a weird way to bring it back to mine and child's relationship, um, we went to the San Junipero, St. Junipero Sarah Basilica, which is like the Carmel Mission. It's a super famous like church thing, whatever. Okay. And I thought you were talking about the Black Mirror episode. I was like, what? (laughs) I think that's why I said San Junipero instead of St. Junipero Sarah. Um, But... 
I was like, oh, my mom would really enjoy this. Like, it's something she'd be super into. You can take it like a tour or just walk through things. Everything's set up kind of like a museum, so you kind of just read, figure out your own stuff. Super cool. And I wasn't super into it. It kind of made me really uncomfortable, but I was like, whatever. But what we learned, it was a lot of like, oh, Sam Junipero came, set up this mission, helped up so many people, brought Catholicism into this place. They actually were super good with the indigenous folk. Super fantastic. They provided housing for the people, and blah, blah. They were in their cemetery. They were like, these are for all the Native Americans who stood by our side. You have your own plots of land to bury, and blah, blah. And I was like, interesting. Cool. Good for them. And Challen is in a Native American studies class right now for winter semester. And the day that I went, they in their class, they covered this exact church that I was at. Cool. The day of. And then Chow's like, do you want me to fuck it up for you? And I was like, yes, please. Like, well, they actually raped, pillaged, killed, slaughtered. Aww. It was all terrible. And blah, blah, blah. They treated them like garbage. Always turned their backs. So I was like, I fucking knew it. Chow, let us have our... our no, I wanted it that way. And then I was like, hey, mom. Guess what? <laughs> do you want to know some shit? And she was like, no, but you're going to tell me anyway, so I might as well just start. And I was like, let me tell you the history of this. And she was like, okay. Poor mom. Do you feel better? <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, but at least we're on the same level now. <laughs> oh. But the aquarium was gorgeous. Yeah, I love the aquarium. They were, someone told us, like, you only need to spend, like, um, half a day there. And I was like, what? Okay, cool. And we went. We were there from the opening to close. Mm-hmm. And then we had to rush just to try to see everything instead of yeah. just, like, taking our time. Because then we're like, oh, shit, it's closing. Yeah, you can take half a day if you've been there before. Mm. But that's it. That is, like, the ultimate... Like, I can do it in half a day, like, with my sister, because she and I have, like, a set path of where we go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can't... If it's your first time there, you've got to stay there the whole day, especially if it's really busy. I and think the stars are super busy. And you have to... Like, you, you legitimately have to go and watch the sea otters for like at least an hour god they're so cute they're the cutest things ever and they like float around and hold hands uh, i just want to take them all home they're so, so cute dumb. i love them <laughs> i love them so much they're so adorable but yeah what's your relationship update um my relationship update i am still dating the same guy but not exclusively um i actually went on a couple of first dates this week (gasps) tell us about these dates oh my god so the first one said that he was five eight which it's so appropriate that um the episode we're about to cover is attack of the 510 woman because like every dude says they're like five eight five nine five ten and they're not Mm -hmm. This dude was my height, and I'm five three on a good day. <laughs> and I was just like, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Like, uh, already, I can't have a relationship with you because the trust is not there anymore. Because you're a goddamn fucking liar. Yeah, because you're a liar. And so I had, like, the date with him, and he was, and he was okay. Like, it was fine, but I didn't really feel anything, so I was just like, meh, we're, we're fine. Mm-hmm. Um,. The second date that I went on was not awful, but pretty bad. Oh. So, um, he said that he was 5'8". He was maybe 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, tops. 
Which, like, didn't really bother me. I'm like, at least I'm not eye-level with you. What's wrong with being eye-level? Nothing's wrong with being eye-level. It's just, it's it's hard to respect when it's like, when they try and take care of you, you know what I mean? When they're like, well, let me take care of that for you, babe. I'm like, listen, we're the same height. I'll take care of it myself. Like, I'm stockier than you right off the bat. Like, it's fine. Not bullying. I'm telling the truth. (laughs) But so anyway, this guy clearly was very socially awkward. And I'm gonna, like, this is gonna sound really like, like I'm being like a crunchy granola hippie kind of a person, but I'm very empathic. I pick up on other people's emotions a lot of the time, and so it's hard for me to be, like, it's hard for me to be around, like, big crowds of people who are, like, all angry. That's why you're never going to see me on the marches or anything like that, because it's, like, it fucks with me too much. This guy was just so socially awkward. Like, he never broke eye contact with me. (laughs) Like, made me so uncomfortable that I was literally pointing things out in the bar that he could look at besides me. (laughs) I showed him a picture of you at one point. Like, you think it was cute. Well, I told him that you were cute before I showed it to him. So if he had disagreed with me, he would have been in big trouble. So, but I was like, yes. So yes. (laughs) And he never stopped rubbing his hands together. Like Mr. Burns. Was he a villain? All right. Like a villain. And like, I think that it was just a nervous, like Mm -hmm. kind of tick, but it, made me just super like anxiety ridden he we had an entire space to sit and he sat way too close to me like i'm an american three feet of personal space like this is my dance area back the fuck off <laughs> like if we're on a date too like i'm just awkwardly turning around and it's uncomfortable for me anyway sit across from me yeah like don't be a weirdo and he just didn't carry the conversation like I was just trying to have some sort of conversation and legitimately about 45 minutes in I bailed out how um I said that I had some errands to run before my friend Gus came into town this weekend which legitimately I did I've been living with like one light in my bathroom for two years and so I went to Lowe's and I got a new a new light bulb and then I drove through Chick-fil-A and got a milkshake and brought it home and ate an entire meal just to calm myself down from, like, all of the anxiety that that mm-hmm. guy had, like, caused me. And it was not fun. <laughs> like, it was just, like, he doesn't mean, like, I'm not, like, mad at him, like, whatever. It's just he, and he was, like, on it, like, mentioned it twice about, like, a second date before we even got out the door. Ooh. And I'm just, like, I'm... I'm dating a lot of people right now, so I don't know. I'll get back to you. And by the time I was getting out of my car with my Chick-fil-A, he had messaged me on the site and said, Hey, I'd really like to take you out for for dinner, um, but I'm guessing from your behavior that you don't want a second date. And so I was like, You right. (laughs) But I wish you the best of luck. (laughs) And... That's it. He's done. And also, the first guy just texted me today and was like, "Hey, haven't heard from you in a while, so hope you do. Hope you're doing well." Um, it's and then says a completely different name from the name he initially gave me, and I'm like, "Wait, yes. what? I'm I'm sorry, what?" 
how to justify it. I haven't texted him back. Oh, oh do it. <laughs> no. He's Live just, on the air. No, he's short and angry. I don't want to talk to him. I don't, you just, no, like, I don't want to encourage anything. I'm fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, so that was my week. Quite interesting. Um, I have a potential date with a previous um, relationship next week. So we'll see how that goes. So tune in next week to see how that went down. (laughs) (laughs) But in the meantime, we are in season three, episode three, Attack of the Ten Foot Woman. Nope. No. Attack of the five foot. Five ten. ten, What did I say? You said attack of the ten foot woman. See, this is why I'm not allowed to. I see numbers and I'm like, I don't, and I don't understand numbers. That's amazing. That's I would have expected that from me. I like attack of ten women feet. (laughs) I was totally not. I'm take two in that. We're not cutting it out. We're just starting over. You guys ready? Okay, perfect. Here we go. Speaking of something, something. Speaking of segues, we are recapping (laughs) season three, episode three, Attack of the Five Foot Ten Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Paige, what happens this episode? Tell us what happens this episode. This episode, Mr. Big's fiance, Natasha, brings out Carrie's worst insecurities in more ways than one. Samantha gets in touch with the help at a spa. And more, but they didn't say that in the oh, synopsis. Those two? Yeah, just those two. First of all, I don't like the way that's phrased because they try to blame it on Natasha. And Samantha. <laughs> oh, no, well, I just meant right. the, it's like Natasha brings out Carrie's insecurities. Like, no, Carrie brings, brings out, out Carrie's, Carrie's insecurities. insecurities. Right? Not I like Natasha so far. I like her. So, I, yeah, Natasha to me is written. As a extremely vanilla sort of chick, because we're not supposed to care about her. Which is, I get it. Which is like, okay, fine, fair. But also, she's not done anything to Carrie, and Carrie is so ridiculous about it, but we will get into We're going to get into that, because I got some, got I want to get some into some so, things. All right, cool. So Perfect. We start out um, at Sunday brunch, which still awesome. Sunday yeah, I was like, oh, I thought not that brunch hasn't always been a thing, but that it's like picked up recently. Where it, it was has, like, oh my yeah. god, brunch, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and it knew it had been happening before, but I was like, oh shit, like bitches was brunching back in the day. Mm-hmm. Brunching was like totally a thing, but it wasn't as big a thing as it is right now. Like right now, like you know, resting brunch face, t-shirts, and the whole nine, yeah. and like bottomless mimosas like the whole damn thing whoever decided bottomless mimosas was okay was drunk off their ass off of bottomless mimosas true it is a power (laughs) that we are not ready to accept the responsibility is way too high and they're so (laughs) cheap who why so here's my take on it i feel like one yes i'm i'm here for bottomless mimosas if you have nothing else to do the rest of the day because you're going to nap. You gotta nap. <laughs> you're going to pass the Cause, fuck cause, out. Yeah, because you are going to brunch nap it up. You're going to have to do that. I don't know about you, but to quote one of my favorite Broadway musicals, champagne makes me drowsy. <laughs> you're 
so cute. <laughs> but legitimately, like, so good. And also, it can't just be first... Okay, no. This is super important, and I almost forgot it. No pulp in my mimosa. I don't want to eat my mimosa. Whoever p- has put pulp in a damn mimosa? Squeeze in does. Sorry to call you out. We're never going to get... <laughs> Get them to. I don't eat that anyway. That shit's expensive. I'm gonna spend that much money. I'm gonna go somewhere great. That's fair. Also, yeah, they. It's. I'm. I'm mad at them for that. Um, But also, here's the thing: bottomless mimosas. You're not supposed to have that much citrus in your body. I mean, you're not having that much citrus. You're not supposed to have that much alcohol in your body. Yes, also, but also the champagne is also very bubbly, so it it fucking acts up your. What is it? The flux. The acid reflux? Acid reflux. Yeah. That shit will fuck you up. That's fair. This is all from personal experience because I'm an old person. <laughs> I only ran out of like champagne flutes. Oh. And it was like three mimosas in one. And I was like, okay, so it's like one mimosa. I'm doing fine. And you know how mimosas take a while to get there. Yes. I was like, I want to get there and then lounge. So I had three of those. So I had nine mimosas. Jesus. So I was dying. <laughs> And it was my, I don't know if I've t- I, I tell the story to everybody, so I assume everybody knows it, but I don't know where, in what capacities I've told the story, mm-hmm. but it was me and my friend, got fucked up off of mimosas, and then they're like, okay, well, mimosa time's ending, so we're bringing you another one. I was like, cool, I'm gonna go pee. Mm-hmm. So I was peeing, and something told me, I was like, don't pee in a urinal. Okay. Go to a stall. And I was like, I'm gonna listen to this voice, where yeah. it's coming from. Yeah. I was peeing into this toilet, and then I was like, oh, I know why the good Lord sent me here. Like, had a pinch off the pee, I bent over, threw up oh into God. this damn toilet, and no. it was, like, heavy, it hurt. My acid reflex, because all that yeah, champagne, all, all that citrus was coming right back ass, up. Yeah, it's all stomach acid, and, yeah, and just, just oh. oh my God, it was terrible. Finished throwing up, and then I had to finish peeing, because oh. I still had to pee, and then I was like, oh my God, clean my mouth off, and then oh went God. back and finished the other mimosa. <laughs> So that's how I know we Rally. cannot do this. <laughs> Here's the thing. When when I hear bottomless mimosas, personally, I think, sweet, I can have three. <laughs> or four, depending on how big the glass is. Right. But if it's one of those, like, tiny-ass champagne flutes, I'm having four. If it's one of those goblet ones, I'm having two and a half. <laughs> like, I just, I, I know my limits. And... And if it has pulp in it, then I'm not having any. Good. Then I'm telling them to take it back to the kitchen and take it off my bill. I guess I just need to grow up a little bit more because I can't do bottomless or endless or all you can eat anything because that's a challenge. See, and I totally get that. So when I was 24, I went to a party at Studio 54 in Vegas, which is now Hakkasan or something. And they were like, yeah, totally free. Um, So free drinks for you guys until we open it up to the public um, at 10 o'clock. And it was six. And so I was like, oh, shit, y'all. We got to get our free drink on. Not thinking about the consequences. Not thinking about how much I was drinking. And I blacked out. And I've never blacked out before. God fucking. And it was very scary because, like, I felt myself going and I, like, yelled to Chad. I was like, don't, don't let me out of your sight. And then blinked and I was on the third level. (laughs) 
sitting down, completely different. I was like, oh my God, I died. I died, <laughs> and heaven is the VIP third level of Studio 54. Holy crap. And there's a whole lot of, un like, I'm not going to tell the whole story because it will take way too long, but I shoved security guards. Like, it was a mess. <gasps> yes. Not, not on purpose. No, I thought, but it was... I thought they were a curtain because I'm short. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally, like, yeah, super crazy story. But anyways, yes, I understand because at that age, like, you don't know that there are limits. See, now, at my age, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's limits. They're right there. And Girl, I said on no limits with drinking, with eating, with personal boundaries, with <laughs> making jokes, with fucking how loud I can be. You're a human goldfish. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Emphasis on the gold because I'm beautiful. Perf. So I have, um, I don't know why. My next note is Henry VIII joke, progressive. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, wait, I don't remember. We get into that. I'll lead you into that. Oh, all right. My first, because um, they're at brunch, and they're saying that one of the best parts is going over the Sunday Times. Yeah. The Sunday newspaper. Sunday whatever. Whatever. And that's where people make all their marriage announcements. Like, this couple got married. This couple got married. Here's a little bit of information about them. And I was like, one, do people do that? Yeah. I mean, they did back in the day when they had newspapers. Now they don't have newspapers. And I don't think it matters. We have newspapers. I'm so I mean, subscribed. We have newspapers, but they're mostly online now and nobody gets like a real newspaper. You get a real newspaper? I get a real newspaper. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. What I is it like? It. Is it tiny? No, it's, it's the same. Well, it's a little bit thinner. Yeah. I've noticed because I've had it for years. Um, it's a little bit thinner, which makes me a little bit upset. But it's okay, because I'm like, I don't read the sports section anyways. I'm going to do this, 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 this. And I know right. what I go for. Mm-hmm. And then I recycle, because obviously. Yes. But I love it. And I love, like, the whole, you get a hold in your hands and open up this fucking giant-ass thing and read all of it. And it, I don't know. It just, I love it. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an editor um, for a newspaper, which is dumb now. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the editor of a really big newspaper, and I'm going to have a beach house in malibu listen i still can't complain because i went to school for journalism yes so maybe that's a part of why i'm so super that's why you love it yes and i was like okay i'm gonna write for condé nast and i'm just gonna be a freelance writer and i want i'm gonna interview people and i'm gonna do people pieces i yeah i actually did that when i was in vegas i interviewed like the cast of the real world ew and it was so much fun and (laughs) i like love that and it was so great because they all like messaged me on twitter and they're like oh my god you met us for, like, five minutes, and you just, like, know us. You know who we are. And I'm like, right? Right. <laughs> Cute. And um, some of us are still friends. Anyways. And so they're going through, and they are talking about Roman numeral guys, which is... Oh, uh, got it. Yeah. James George Johnson the Mm-hmm. The, the 17th, the whatever. Right. And they were saying that the bigger the number, the worse the sex. Yes. So that's where... That's where the Henry VIII joke comes in. That's why I was like, mm, progressive. They're like, if you give him head, he'll cut off your head. It was mm-hmm. a very forced joke. It was too... Yeah, like... Because I feel like if they, it would have just flowed like, oh, you give him head and he'll cut off yours. Ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a dirty dad joke. Like, yeah. they're just trying too hard to make the joke. And it also didn't feel like there was enough takes of the joke where they got it or like this was like the Stanley Kubrick 135th one where they're like this is a joke right here you fucking go we've been here for six days (laughs) insert joke here and that's exactly what it felt like so I'm like ugh it could have hit yeah but they were none of them they were over it yeah Yeah. exactly 
But they were super cute and brunchy. Um, and then they go into Carrie walking in her door and Charlotte following very closely right after, like you clearly not invited. Some spots. Okay, here. go ahead. So the whole point of them reading the newspaper is to find out that Big is now married to Natasha. No, that's her. Yeah. I was like, that's that's. that's I so was moment. not interested because there's so many other things to cover that I just skipped yes, it in my notes. Yes, which goes into it. But yeah. for the sake of people listening who didn't watch this episode, that leads into yes. why we're talking yeah, about please, Natasha. Please go. Well, that was it. it. That was it. Anyway. That was it. Anyways, so, yeah, then- so, she's, so she's upset. <laughs> Clearly. But then they're like, oh, never mind. Ignore it. Um, so then Charlotte blows in um, and is like, hey, do you want to like watch a movie? What do you want to do? And Carrie's like, no, it's okay. I kind of want to be alone, sweetie. Like, get up and get the fuck out of my house. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to take your newspaper. And and she's actually a really good friend. Cause she I, was I like, love that. I was like, she's actually being, being a good friend with what she does. Yeah, she's being an actual good friend by not leaving Carrie alone. Not letting her go through that and, like, letting herself spiral, like, into that. And, and that's what so, she says. She's like... I'm not going to leave this with you because you're going to read it and then you're going to cry. You're going to feel super upset. So either I'm taking it or we can read it together. Yeah. Yeah. Which was very supportive and sweet and yay girls supporting girls. This was a, this was a good episode for Carrie and Charlotte as friends. And Samantha. Yes. Yeah. Mostly Charlotte because we always see Carrie and Samantha together. So Mm -hmm. mostly just like Carrie and Charlotte, the fact that they actually helped boost each other up Mm -hmm. in good ways. Yes. And I loved that. Um, and so they read the, like... I interview? Mean, yeah, it seemed like it was an interview. It was certainly not an announcement. Right. Like, it was like an announcement from, like, back in medieval times where, like, the town crier used to come in and tell everybody a story. God fucking bless. I'm going to be a crier, so... <laughs> but, um, she... Is podcasting the new town crier? Yes. Fuck yeah. The way we do it. we're like bitch listen (laughs) so um carrie gets really down on herself emotionally you know and she just she hates natasha so much and it's like natasha has done nothing to you she's with big yes but she didn't take big from you no they left and then big met natasha and his light was on and he got married yeah. Like, and, and Natasha, and, since she's met Carrie, has been nothing but, like, kind. Yeah. Not like, oh, we're going to be best friends yeah, and everything. She's, but she's just been like, I'm being polite. You're someone who's coming into this life. Hi, welcome. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Way, cool. way nicer than any woman who knows that that is your husband's ex, ex. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that, like, I mean, that's a good thing. Like, that actually shows that she is more of a decent person. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know that. I would treat any... Like, I know people that Chad had a um, had a crush on in college before he met me mm-hmm. that I probably wouldn't treat that great. Like, not in the sense that, like, I would call them out or I would be rude or anything, but I'd, yeah. be, I'd be cold. Yeah. I would not be, like, warm and friendly to them at all. I'd be like, oh, oh, it's you. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice to meet you. I wouldn't be, like... Oh my god, hi, how nice to meet you. Are you going to this luncheon? But we'll get into that. Um, Then we go to poor isolated Miranda's storyline. Before we get Okay. A couple of notes that I would like to Okay, I'm sorry, go for it. So Carrie and Charlotte are going through this article 
interview that was written yeah. for Natasha about Natasha and the wedding. And then during the thing, it's Natasha giving off the, oh, I'm so excited. This is how we met. This mm-hmm. is what I wore. This is what the... This is what our wedding looked like. Mm-hmm. And then Carrie's like, it's all about her. It's all about her. At no, no point is there input about Big. And one, yes, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But also two, later on in the future of the series, Carrie does the exact same thing when uh, her and Big are getting married. Yes. And then she just makes it too big. Mm-hmm. And then It was bigger than Big. Yeah. Had yeah. I made the wedding Spoilers. too big about bigger than Big? Mm-hmm. And, and it I'm, wasn't either of them. Yeah. It's just stupid. And it's the weirdest thing that, and it's a nice little like callback to it because then yeah. you also see Big like, this is why I'm panicking. Yeah. Like you don't fucking get it right now, but if you could watch yourself mm-hmm. four and a half, whatever years ago, right. you would see that this is the problem. Yeah. And there's so many issues with that, that they, like I, I appreciate that they kind of called back to it. Yeah for the movie for when they got married like that's really smart um smart writing good mm-hmm. for you darren um <laughs> this is your pat on the head for the episode um but yeah there's a there's a lot of things that i think that we do as humans that we don't realize are like our worst attributes yes like there was a um a show that I was involved in a couple of years ago and there was an actor that was part of that show I call him an actor but like not really anyways um <laughs> me <laughs> I hated him mm-hmm. because he was just so like earnest and obnoxious and just like all of these qualities that made me so angry with him and he never did anything to me. He was never mean to me. He was never rude to me. And he thought we were friends. And, like, I felt bad because I just had this... Like, I just did not like him. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me after the show was over and I had had, like, about a month of, like, distance from it. And it was because of all the things that I disliked about myself. There's this saying in Spanish that I obviously forgot already... But my mom always tells, tells it to me. She's like, whatever you don't like about other people will always show back up in your home. Mm-hmm. Which in one way or another, it's like, oh, you don't like them because you don't like seeing that about yourself. Or if you, like, shit on someone now, like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's in a relationship where he just bosses her around. She does whatever. And then later on, you're in the same relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you were shitting on it. So what's the difference now? So if you're going to complain about someone else, you better make sure that you're, like, a fucking saint and you have everything unlocked mm-hmm. otherwise you look like a fucking asshole yeah and i mean i was never like stomping into rehearsal saying this bitch or anything yeah. but like in my head i was like this bitch and there was no reason for it it was really just the fact that i was worried that i acted like him and i i we have been on the same we have been there <laughs> i think for the most part everyone can say that they've done that, they've that at least once it. yeah, yeah. there are some people that i see i'm like oh my god that guy's so fucking loud shut up like why are you trying to command attention in my room and I was like oh oh wait <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go not be here anymore yeah. or is it like the way certain people react or respond to things and I'm like I see right through you I'm like oh cause I'm looking at a mirror mm-hmm. cool that's, that's, why. that's why I got it Yeah. and, and then I did want to bring up mm-hmm. um, an important thing that I've seen people do which makes me super upset but I just want to know about the phenomenon mm-hmm. which is comparing yourself to your ex's new thing yeah it's a sickness 
how, why do you think people do it? I think that people do it because there's always going to be a level where you are comparing everyone that you've been with. Like there's like not nor not like consciously, but like unconsciously you're going to miss something about what that person did for you that you enjoyed mm-hmm. and the new person doesn't. Got it. I mean, and I think Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm callous and awful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, every time I'm not getting enough, like, physical attention from a relationship, it always harkens me back to when I was getting a good amount of, like, physical attention mm-hmm. from a previous relationship. And I think on some level people know that they do that, and so they overthink it. And think that they're that they have to be better than that person. Like mm-hmm. they have to have traded up. Got it. And you know, I know that there's a lot of stuff like things that I know that I will do for either friends or um, relationships, like either one where I know that they feel like they're not supported in a certain way, and so I will make sure to support them in that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe a little bit of that is just because I know that I need to be better. I need to be a better friend than their last friend was that hurt them, mm-hmm. because I've heard about that. And, you know, the last relationship, like, I really... It's why I'm so obsessed with love languages, is because... I want to be able to be in a relationship where I'm giving the person what they want. Got it. I have a f- person who's super close to me, and after four years in her relationship, she was the one who decided to break it off. Mm-hmm. And um, her ex, years later, because it was it, there was enough time respected, he started dating this new person, and they kind of share a similar friend group. Mm. So then they got to, like, they were all around each other. At first it was kind of like, okay, like... You'll stay on that side of the room. We'll stay on this side of the room until we're easy enough. And now they go to the same events together. They make plans together for their group of friends to do all these things. And when they're when my when that person first started going out with her ex and their new girlfriend, she was very much like, "Well, that girl's a shit show. Like she's got this and this and this wrong with her and this wrong with her." And there was there was there was me trying to figure out when to, where to be supportive and when to be like, "Okay, like let's reel it back a little bit." Right. And then the biggest thing was like, "Well, why do you care?" You, you want to be better. You're not in that. You know that you're better. Well, and this is me just right letting out thoughts. But I was like, you know that you're better. You moved on because you realized this wasn't a good situation for you. Mm-hmm. And then it was. And then the relationship started getting better. Things started changing between them, and now they're engaged. Mm-hmm. And then the person who I'm close to is very much like, I don't want it, but why wasn't it me? Yeah. Even because now that person and the new thing are like friends, and they're and they're super nice, super well mannered to each other, and there are just small things that she's like, "Well, why I did this better? Like mm-hmm. I was the one taking care of you, and you didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But now you kind of have to take over. The, you have to take care of this new girl, but she's the one that you're willing to put forth that effort for. Mm-hmm. Why?" See, and I can kind of understand that. So when Chad and I were married, um, he needed a couple of credits uh, to finish his degree. Mm -hmm. And I 
paid for those classes more than once mm -hmm. so that he could get his degree. And he did not step up and finish the classes. And so he wasted my money. He wasted my time. Mm -hmm. It was really upsetting because I just wanted him to be better. I was being a good girlfriend or wife, you know, and and trying to get him to better himself, to be better. And when we split up, and it was when he asked me if we were going to be actually through or if we were going to try and work on it, and I said, I think I'm done, that he went online, signed up for those classes, and finished his degree. And... I am so glad that he did it, and I support him and love him for it, and he is on his way to a better career path, and I'm so glad that he's standing on his own two feet, but there's still that little, um, that little voice in my head that's like, you weren't good enough to try for. Mm -hmm. And why? And why, and why now when I was helping you out so much, or why then when I was helping you out so much, it, why was it good enough to do it? Mm -hmm. But now that you're on your own, having to do it on your own, now's when you decide, time to step it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being such an acts of service person, mm -hmm. it's such a punch to the gut. It's like, you didn't accept my help, but you'll do it yourself now that you literally have no other options. There's no one pushing you. You know, why did I push so hard if you weren't going to do anything? And that's a reflection, or a weird reflection, too, because then you're like, okay, well, then, did I do that wrong? Yeah. Should I have just let him figure out his own thing, and then while I do my thing, is that even a relationship? Because mm -hmm. shouldn't you both strive to be better together? Right. Exactly. And so it's just a, oh, that's a weird reflection. Yeah. So that's, I think that that's kind of just what it is. It's like, I'm awesome. Why didn't you want to be that for me why didn't you want to try for me and i think that's where that all stems from is you why know, not like, me yeah why not me yeah why not me i'm awesome and then that turns around to hating the other person that's not because of anything that mm -hmm. that person is you know but just because of your own insecurities and it gets ugly because you have to convince yourself that you're better mm -hmm. where you're like well, she looks like this, she smells bad, she's an idiot, she, and you have to put that other person down who hasn't done anything to you. Right. Or you kind of lose yourself, and then you you are saying that they're better. Like, well, she's prettier than I am. She has this better, she has this going on for herself, and I'm garbage. So then, either way, it it's just sad for you. Mm-hmm. Which... Being in that why-not-me mentality. Right. Which is sad, because then, you know, Carrie really shits on herself in this scene and it's just like you know she has you know great style and perfect hair and I write the sex column that's next to the penile implant advertisements and I was like you're not wrong that's what you do but also that's, that's a really shitty way of looking at what you do because you're also a celebrated writer People yeah like you're being published mm -hmm. which the denial one has you can afford your own fucking apartment yeah you live really well you buy designer shit yeah so at any point you can frame what you're doing as a positive or a negative you mm -hmm. just have to f be in a good place to figure out how you're going to frame it or why you need to frame the comparison anyway like why you can't you both to. be good successful women yeah why can't it just be you know and i hate to take this to fucking a hater 
and I shouldn't hate her because it's like the whole point is not hating other women, but um, that stupid Taylor Swift quote where mm-hmm. she's like, there's a special place in hell reserved for women who don't support other women. Mm-hmm. It's like, I agree with that, but also you're a garbage woman too. And I, if it it's helps, hard. she's not the first person who said that, that's Good. been saying around forever. Thank God. So she was quoting someone else. Okay. And also she puts down women all the fucking time. She does. And that's why I don't like her is because she doesn't practice what she preaches. But I think that we do. We need to be so supportive of other women myself included you know i'm definitely not like there there has been there have been a couple of women that i have been cool towards because i know how much they hurt my guy friends when they were in a relationship with them mm-hmm. and i'm like mm, yeah i don't sorry and then there's other times where i totally go the opposite direction where my guy friends come to me with you know just frustrations that they have and i feel like i need to be like hey Sally, give him more blowjobs. Like, but I can't, I can't like insert myself into their relationship. That's totally rude. But I also can be like, you know what? No, go down on her first. Don't be a dick. (laughs) Like, you go down on her first and she'll be happy to give you a blowjob, I'm sure. I think that's why it's so important to have friends from each perspective. Mm -hmm. Because then instead of intruding yourself and being like, I'm going to skip the friend, I'm going to go directly to Sally and be like, Sally, you need to go down on him. You'd be like, well, from my perspective, are you going down on her? Mm-hmm. Are you letting her know? Mm-hmm. How do you communicate versus what is she understanding? Mm-hmm. Because there is this whole gender divide mm-hmm. where what guys say don't match up with what girls hear, what girls Oof, say yeah, don't so match much. up with guys here. Yeah. So you need you need those fucking friends that are gonna be like, okay, well, how did what are you doing? Mm-hmm. What are you saying? How do you think that's coming across? Okay, cool. Well, if I was in that position, this is how I'd interpret it. Mm-hmm. Which is the weirdest thing ever, because we don't have a problem laying all of our relationship stuff onto our friends, mm-hmm. but the person in your relationship with should be a close friend, I yeah, think. I do. That agree. you can yeah. talk about these things with. So mm-hmm. it's just the weirdest thing to... Oh, God, relationships are so stupid. People are dumb. Relationships, I think, need to get to a certain level before you can be super open about it, because you're worried that whatever you say mm-hmm. is going to make them not like you anymore for like at a certain juncture like you're still worried about it Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because there was um there's a a guy that i was intimate with and now i'm friends with and there's just like certain things where i was just like no you know what dude like i can't i can't ask you to do that like that's asking too much and and he would always be like, you know what, whatever. Like, you've had your mouth on my dick. We can do this. <laughs> but I think that that's a really good, like, barometer for being honest with people. Mm-hmm. If you can stick their genitals in your mouth, then you can have an honest conversation about anything. And the- that doesn't always work, but it should. <laughs> but it should. I like that. Yeah. I think that's a good If rule. you can stuff your mouth, you can fucking release that shit. Right? Exactly. Can we move on to Magda? Yes, we fucking can. Okay. I'm sorry. I just wanted to cover that. That was super no, boring. No, totally. To cover. Interrupt me. You're good. But let's come, <laughs> let's talk about fucking Magda. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, Miranda um, has a completely standalone, um, like... Arc? Arc, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, standalone arc where she has a new... Um, 
housekeeper. Words are hard. Dude, I've been on that train today. I tried to say onion today, and it did not come out. And I tried to explain it to four different people, where I was like, onion. Because I was like, green, sweet. Words are hard. Words are hard. Words are super hard. Housekeeper. Magda. Who, this is the first instance of Magda, and I love how much she changes throughout the seasons because this episode is real rough with Magda. I don't like Magda in this episode, but I love her at the end of the series. I'm thinking about it and Miranda's life is everything because she's a <laughs> smart, sensible woman. Mm-hmm. She comes with her own agency. Mm-hmm. She lives her fucking life the way she wants it to by her own damn rules. Mm-hmm. She has Steve Who's the best in the whole world that we've established. She has Magda. Mm -hmm. And then later on, she gets another special surprise who's also fucking fantastic. Mm -hmm. And she's just living her best life. And I'm like, oh my god. Why were people shitting on Miranda for the longest time? She's the one who's got everything. And everything she did according to her terms. And she's the only one that is pretty well set in, like, who she is as a person. Like, she's very confident and who she is and what she can accomplish. And, like... I'm so sorry, Miranda. I am so sorry for all the hard years that people have been so mean to you and so rude to you and you are the best fucking character. Yeah. She's... I mean, she's a little harsh, but you know what? Right, but. Sometimes that's what happens. Um, but I love Magda because it's, like, the best moment in Sex and the City history. <laughs> history! I feel... It's one of, one of the best moments is when she... And, like, later on, obviously, we're not getting there yet, but when she opens her drawer and finds that her dildo is now Mary Magdalene. So great. Not Mary Magdalene. Virgin. Virgin Mary. Sorry. Why? Get a different name, Bible. Jesus. Have you read the second book in the Bible? It's literally telling you everybody and their lineage. That's For pages and pages. Super boring. like, this is Abraham, and this is his two sons, followed by their lineage, followed by their offspring, and they've met up with this person, and these are their children. I'm like, I So it's like Lord of the Rings? (laughs) Yes. Oh my god. Can I... So can I bring up just something really quick? I haven't read the Bible because I am Jewish, and it was in Hebrew, and I didn't want to learn Hebrew. Rude. Whatever. Um... And I read on Tumblr the other day. It's so embarrassing to get my Bible stories from Tumblr. I, I read on Tumblr the other day that God told Adam about not eating the apple. And then he made Eve and didn't tell her. And so when Eve is like, bitch, let's eat this apple. He knows it's wrong. She doesn't know it's wrong. And he doesn't go along with it. Adam is passive as fuck. Is this true? Yes. That's totally true. Yes. I can't believe that. I mean, I can, because the Bible's garbage. God was literally like, here's Adam, here's the knowledge that you need. Oh, you're lonely? Here's Eve. Eve, this is Adam. Have fun. Yeah. And And he's like, cool. What are we doing? So, like, the miseducation of... Of of the woman leads to the destruction of man. Well, listen, here's the thing. We're going to talk about how sex is the fucking Bible. Is It starts with that. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's the fact that Eve was only created because Adam was lonely. Yeah. Eve wasn't given this information. And then Eve was like in the pursuit of knowledge. 
was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to eat this pomegranate. Right, because, like, the, the snake delicious. is like, what up? Like, like y'all, this deal, is, this is knowledge. And she's like, sweet, let's go for it. Why don't we want knowledge? And then God's like, fuck you and your crew and the shit that you ride in. Mm. It's like, y'all fucked up. And he was Bad. like, why? So literally the entire evolution of man has started because... He was like, let's get some knowledge. And God was like, you take what I give you and you fucking don't complain. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's so bullshit. And he didn't even throw a fit. She was like, I'm hungry. Pomegranates are fucking delicious. Yeah. I, I, that shocked me. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Man's passive ass attitude is what got us into a huge fucking mess. What is wrong with But let's talk about every single married rom-com where it's always... The guy being passive doesn't do anything. The girls are the ones that get into trouble. And the guys are like, well, oh my God, I can't believe the girl got me into this. And she's like, if you would fucking help me, mm-hmm. this would be fine. But now it's from your perspective. So this looks like a problem. It's really not. <laughs> it's so crazy. Anyway, that blew my mind. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? I think you should read the Bible. Not as like a source of religion or that. I think it's just a really interesting read. I think I recommend it to everybody. I feel like, I mean, is there like a Cliff's Notes? Because I'm not going to read I'm the whole sure thing. I'm sure there is, yeah. Is there like Bible stories for children that I can't Yes, absolutely. The fuck there is. But they tell you a different narrative. Oh. That's, that's where we bullshit. get but the different the, the way people want you to see certain things. Well, and there's different things too, right? Like, because there's the regular the Bible, Bible. There's the King James Bible. There's the Old Testament, the New Testament. Yeah. And then there's the one where Joseph Smith comes riding into Utah on his horse or some shit. Like, a Mormon's in the, I think it was Missouri or Mississippi. Is it that far? I thought it was Utah. Jackson? No. Is it Jackson, Mississippi? That, uh, I don't know. I don't, I mean, acor- it doesn't matter. According to Bruno Mars, yes. Jackson, Mississippi. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. And then, because it's not read, uh, written in a language that we know now, yes. everything's been a translation or interpretation, so whoever was fucking translating it was like, let me spice it up. And if you're talking about the word of god you can't spice that shit up Mm -hmm. you gotta say the way it is right but but even if you're doing a direct translation everyone has their interpretations i'm like okay well no this is how it actually should be phrased and people are still battling it Mm -hmm. 2018 years after christ we are still battling is this the right interpretation though yeah is this not well actually this word could mean this so at this given time apples pomegranates which was it Okay, anyways. (laughs) Apples are native to the area where they think the Garden of Eden was. Anyway, sorry. It was heaven, or like heaven on earth, essentially, so wouldn't everything just bloom wherever the fuck it wanted to? Because, like. Why did that one tree grow right there? I don't know. Haven't read it. Uh, anyways, anyways, I'm so, sorry you guys joined us on our religious podcast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just had to bring that up because I that like really it came up on my Tumblr feed and I was like, shut up. Uh uh-uh. uh, it did not it get out of here. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so Carrie is shopping with who is she shopping with? Samantha. Samantha. Yeah. She. 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 she Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, yeah, she's yeah, so, Charlotte. Okay, so she's shopping with Charlotte. 
and uh, runs into, oh my god, Natasha. Oh my god. Oh my god. Small New York. Who's very sweet, very adorable. Super pretty. And, yeah, very pretty, but very nice also. And is like, oh yeah, I'm just getting <laughs> like something. Like they're exclusive. Like they're not, and they're not. They're not mutually exclusive. She is both. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that's not all she is. She's not just her looks. Thank you. Um, I added that after. You could already <laughs> built her out. I added that after. <laughs> So she so Natasha's very sweet. She talks about how I guess she's getting something for the women writers women's luncheon something. Women in the arts luncheon. Women in the arts luncheon. Got it. To which Carrie lies like a dog and is like, Oh yeah, I'm totally part of that. I go to that luncheon every year. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She is a part of it. She's a she is a part of it Does because it she is a woman in the arts. And so she's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to that thing. Totally. And then can't find her actual, like, invite. Um, So she calls up, um, she's calling up Samantha in a, like, panic. And Samantha, bitch-ass, like, not bitch-ass, like, dead-ass awesome friend. And is like, listen, not only am I going to get you an invite, I'm coming with you. Let's show this bitch up. Let's fucking show this bitch up. Yeah. Which, I'm looking at Natasha, and she has a slight accent. She's super beautiful, has a high pone, and is wearing an all-white suit, mm-hmm. but like a plunging neckline. Yeah. And Hot. I'm super into it, and I was like, oh, the reason I like her so much is because she reminds me of Gal Gadot. Yeah. And she's super pretty. She and she's even like, oh, and I work for the arts, and I'm, a, I'm on the chair, and I'm like, this is literally the beginning of fucking Wonder Woman, the film, where it's Gal Gadot sitting in her study at the Lou. Yeah. Writing letters and shit, and I'm and like, she's beautiful. Oh yes, so perfect. So Carrie's trying to start a feud with Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's which, not feminist. Stop it. That's not okay. <laughs> she does. She looks a lot like her. I'm so glad you brought that up because that was bothering me. I, it bothered about like literally. This bitch reminds me of Gal Gadot. Mm. Gal Gadot vibes. Yeah, super Gal Gadot vibes. Good, for, good for you, Natasha. Um, and. So then we, we switch back to Miranda a little bit. Or I, my, my note is, poor judgmental Magda only wants to help. <laughs> and she does. Like, she's all, she's a, a product of her generation. Yes. She only knows... She's from the Ukraine. She's, is she she's from the Ukraine? I think that's what she said. Okay. So she's very, you know, 50s era traditional vibes going on. And she's just trying to help out. And I, I feel kind of bad for her in that moment because she's just like oh yes put your hair dryer in middle drawer blah 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 like I just kept that was tea so, is better than coffee tea is better than coffee like she's just looking out for her she's yeah. just like you know whatever being being a mom essentially to which Miranda's like I have a mom I don't need a second one in Philadelphia is where she should Not stay <laughs> yeah which I'm like okay fair you need to put your foot down when it comes to those kind of people though and I really respect Miranda for doing that because yes. a lot of people like Charlotte Charlotte would have been like okay thank you and then she would have complained to the girls oh my gosh she's just stepping all over me what do I do and Samantha well obviously you should fire her obviously you should fuck her fire her <laughs> that's what Samantha would say god fire squad uh, um and so the girls decide to feel better about themselves or something. They decide to go to a spa. The specific line is spas, where women can pay to feel good about themselves. Thank you. Which, I don't agree, but okay. 
I'm always like awkward in a spa. I don't really like spas. Mm -hmm. Like I love massages. Mm -mm professional massages no. i will like i was mad because like later on they're like after samantha's 80 minute massage and i'm like 80 minutes you never got an 80 minute massage never Sal 60 tops went on a minutes? day where we Ugh. had like a super long massage that sounds amazing no. i want an 80 minute massage like i'll group on you okay thank you oh we still here's the thing do you go down to bras and panties or do you get fully nude i get fully nude Bitch, yes! Like, I, they need to be able to, like, fully move around all of that stuff. I don't want my underwear to get all greasy. Like, and I don't have the kind of, like, I'm not, because they complain about their, their bodies a little bit later. And, like, I'm not happy with my body. I know, like, I've accepted my body, though. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I have hypothyroidism that causes me to be overweight, I'm not overweight because I eat too much. Like, I literally just had six pot stickers for dinner, and that's, like, all I've eaten. Like, I'm not... I'm not a... I'm not somebody who, like, deserves to be this fat. And so there's no point in me dwelling on it or being upset about it. Like, once I can get medication and get myself regulated to the point where I can lose weight, you know, then I'll worry about it. But until then, mama's going to have pot stickers for dinner. Fuck it up. Like, and I'm not going to be ashamed of what my body is. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of women aren't like that. And that's really sad. And that is absolutely evident in this scene where Charlotte's like, I, I hate my thighs, which is hysterical because her thighs are probably the size of like my wrist. <laughs> like just, they're, probably tinier than anything which is hysterical because like they never show them they mm. never show her thighs she's very super hypersensitive about her thighs being too big but you never actually see her thighs yeah. ever like not in short skirts like not in anything which i think is really interesting and i hate the part where they like go around and like say oh i hate my um you know i hate my thighs i hate my knees i hate my blah 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 and then they all look at samantha and samantha's like Bitch, I'm fabulous. And I, I have like, really bad breath in the morning. <laughs> Sometimes I have really bad breath in the morning. I, and I don't... Women should not beat themselves up about things that happen. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just... It's bullshit. There's no reason to a feel bad. A fucking body. What it is is what it is. And everybody who feels bad about one thing needs to concentrate on the thing that's beautiful. Focus on things that are beautiful, and if you have things that you don't like about yourself, work on them. Yeah. To 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 as much as you can. So I love um like the positivity that um Eliza Schlesinger, um in her stand up freezing hot, it's one of my favorite. Is like every girl has like a body part that she just like knows is just above and beyond is just amazing. They just flaunt it during a date. Like you know you just like think your forearms hotter than shit. So you're just like flexing it like just in the middle of the date. Yeah. Forearm. Yeah. Look at that. Sexy. And like, but that's true. And like, you need to find the aspect, like what you like about yourself and you need to own the absolute shit out of it. I, I had a friend once, who she was a little socially awkward but she was like super into like trying to be like healthy positivity like body you know girls supporting girls kind of thing and one day she was like Paige what is your favorite feature about yourself and I thought about it and I was like I think that it would have to be my eyes mm -hmm. like I like 
the shape of them. I like my eyelashes that frame them. Like, I, I, I feel like I can say a lot with them. Like, I really like my eyes. And she was like, oh. And I was like, what the fuck is your goddamn problem, you stupid bitch? Well, and that's what I said. I was like, why? Like, what did you think it was? And she was like, well, the way that you show them off, I kind of assumed it was your boobs. <laughs> okay. And I was like... Okay, fair. I guess you could see that. But, like, they're big. This is just where they live. Like, yeah. I don't... I, I'm not buying plunging necklines. They just happen to plunge because there's too much happening. There's nothing I can do about this. This is just where they live. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny. But, like, women need to do that with other women, I feel. Need to be like, yeah, do it. Own it. Like, one of our mutual friends is like, oh, my gosh. So, I grew enough... Um, pubic hair that I got to shave it into a heart and I'm super excited. I'm like, go you! Fuck it up, bitch! Hell yeah! I'm like, that makes you feel good about yourself? You do, you lightning bolt it, you heart it, you do whatever you want. Like, starve it then. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't do that. That's blasphemous. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, like getting hot and heavy with some chick and you get all the way naked and it's like a shape of a cross? More hot. Shape of a cross, you're gonna go down. Well, shape of a cross, Star of David. I like Jewish girls more than like like Catholic or Christian girls. Fair. I don't know why. Star of David, it's on. All the classy girls are gonna just be like all the classy Jewish girls, I should say, are going to just just be waxed down there because because Daddy bought them, you know, Ugh, the Groupon for the waxing. <laughs> Jewish American princess not talking about the Japanese. Right. I still don't like that. I tried it. It did not work. Again, I'm so sorry. But Um, then we go back to Miranda. Yeah. Who's still dealing with Magda. And Magda comes across across Miranda's goodie drawer. Mm -hmm. Which is where she keeps her vibrator, her condoms, her lube. And then Magda's obviously judging Miranda hella hard. So she's like, okay, well, you need to step, step it back. My boyfriend's not here. <laughs> Sometimes I just need self-love. That's totally cool. And then she tries telling the girls about it. And then Charlotte's like, oh my god, you guys keep a goodie drawer? <laughs> and then everyone's like, yeah, a goodie drawer, a goodie drawer. And Samantha's like, I have a goodie closet. And I was like, this is so fucking cute. Do you have a goodie um, drawer? Um, Do you have a not, goodie box? Not a drawer. Like, a shelf. Like, and not, <laughs> and not the full shelf. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a third of the shelf. Like, I really just, I have one. I have one. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I have, like, three. I use one. Like, there's one where I'm like, nope, I know that this one can do the job. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. And I just use that one. That's fair. <clears throat> but I also... That's just because the other ones aren't... This is the problem. Is that you, like, build up a tolerance, you know? Yes. To I've, the vibrations. And yes. then you have to... Like, you can only go up from there. It's like a relationship. <laughs> Why settle for less when you know that there's better? Yeah, exactly. And all those other poor vibrators on my shelf that are unused are like, why couldn't I? Why aren't I better? Why does she not choose me? <laughs> I'm, I'm, better. I'm energy savings. Why? That person takes, that toy uses four AA batteries. And I, I plug into the wall. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have anything that plugs into the wall. That's crazy. <laughs> I have rechargeable toys. I would like, I feel like... Whenever I'm at a sex store and I think about a rechargeable one, that they always sway me away from it because they say that, like, it's going to die faster. Who says this? I When I went to the love store in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was a specific one, to be Okay, fair. it might be a specific one. Because I'm like, well, even if that's the case, rechargeable 
you're done. Whereas if you have like one with battery, you have to leave your house to get more batteries. True, but also you can just order them on Amazon Prime or something, or order them. Like, oh, the point is that it's not. It, you can't just plug into a wall and be done. I love rechargeable toys, and they're better. You don't spend money on batteries. And for the most part, that makes them a little bit more safer for, like, water play and stuff. Because they don't unscrew or uncap. That's fair. Sorry. I just love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love rechargeable toys. So, yeah. Also, the guy um, that I saw this week. I'm not going to say which one. Mm-hmm. Uh, works at one of the sex stores in town. <laughs> so, we'll talk about that. Yes. After this. Um, so, yeah. My next... I don't know where I am because my next note is Carrie and Samantha paid $85 plus shoes plus a dress she can't afford to impress a stranger? Question mark. She's an idiot. I That's a lot of money to spend. And granted, like, I really like that dress and I would have worn it again as, like, you know, being her. But also... Carrie's a fucking idiot. Carrie's... I Yeah, I can't imagine spending that much money to do that. That doesn't make any sense to me at all to spend so much money. And I don't understand. So Samantha is trying really hard to be a friend. And she brings over this girl, Jenna, who went to school with Natasha. And (laughs) Jenna says that Natasha once showered with a boy in a community bathroom in college. And sophomore year, she gains 10 pounds. (laughs) And Carrie's like, so what? And I'm like, also, so, so what? what? And that's what I liked, where Carrie was like, finally able to be, take a step and be like, what do I care that she got a little chunky? Well, no, because she actually said that it was supposed to make her feel better, but it actually made her feel worse. Mm-hmm. And so she's still comparing herself. Well, I don't, because was it, it that way? Because I, I interpret it as like, okay, but I have to try, to, I have to kind of like make her seem like a really shitty person. And if the lowest thing about her is like 10 pounds, that's not even that bad. But here I am trying to grasp at that. So that I don't feel better. Yeah, I maybe it could have it could have gone both ways. I thought it was really stupid. Um, but I also was a little upset because Carrie's completely on like still is feeling like crap until she gets a thank you note from Natasha who uses the wrong there. And immediately just gets all sort of... And listen, I'm a grammar Nazi. Like, when people use that, I'm like, you're dumb. You you used the wrong there. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? You get caught like, up in what you're writing. And No. Not in a thank you note. That's fair. Take your time. But I'm also, uh, as a person who writes constantly, I there have been times where I trip over your... I come back to it because I'm like, oh, that's not right. I fucked up there. But it can happen. See, and I... If I'm writing notes that no one's ever going to see, then I might fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. If I'm writing a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note, you better believe that I am putting that in a Word doc, checking everything, and then copying it. It's not her only letter that she sent out. Then maybe do a generic letter. Because no, there were a lot of women in... Feel special. No. Well, she said she was on, she was on, she was a chair member. Or ch- so maybe she wasn't the only one writing this. Maybe she letter. wrote five, and then the other chair people wrote five until they yes. said to everyone. I don't, I'm going to defend Natasha until I die. Okay. Because then Carrie's like, oh my god, she's a fucking idiot. Ha ha ha. And I was like, yeah, no, she's not an idiot, but she 
Like that that was a dumb mistake and I would have judged her a little bit. It was a mistake. Regardless of who she was, who she was dating, who she was yes. married to, whatever. And it, all of us would because we're all want to be the people who's like, oh my god, you don't know the difference between there and there and there. Yeah. Which I get. But mm-hmm. I'll let's just carry back to being like Carrie legit calls her an idiot. And then yeah. I'm like, and Carrie that's, that's rude. Yeah. You're that's, fucking I'm sorry, she's a chair for an arts council that celebrates women. Right. Yeah, so and she, she fucked was, up. She made one tiny mistake. Okay, right. she's still living her best life right now. And she also was getting over a cold, so I can kind of forgive the fact that like you're gonna, your head's gonna be fuzzy with like Nyquil stuff, and you're not gonna, not gonna be able to do it. That's fair. Like I will, I will give her that. I still don't, like, I still don't like her too much for that. Like I'm yeah. still, like I'm trying, I'm making excuses <laughs> for her, but I'm like, girl, you know better. Yes. Um, which I totally get. But yeah, and I love um, at the end of this that Magda comes around and gives her a buffet of uh, condoms and puts her her her, her toys, toys back. back. Super cute. I liked because uh, so Charlotte had this kind of step up too, where she decides that she's going to be comfortable. She's going to brace herself, and then she goes back to the steam room and just lets the girls out. Yeah, and then she's like kind of nervous about it, and some other girl comes in and she's like, oh, "What'd she say?" I kill love, for I, your breast. Yeah, I kill for your boobs. And I'm like, oh man, women empower women is fantastic, but I cannot imagine this in a male locker room mm-hmm. where the guys would be like, dude, I wish your, I had your balls. Your ball sack <laughs> is fucking amazing. I wish I had your balls. Mm-hmm. I love the curvature of your dick, dude. I would kill for that shit. Mm-hmm. Can we get more guys supporting guys? Right. I think everybody should be supporting everybody. Absolutely. And I. It's so funny because this, like, women should, should be supporting women, guys should be supporting guys, and all over the map. Like, guys should be supporting girls, girls should be supporting guys. Everyone should be supporting everybody, living their best life. Regardless of gender, regardless of anything, you'd be like, you know what, you're comfortable? Hell yeah, you look fucking good. You're right? great. You're super smart. You're a really kind person. I like that we said thank you to that person. Yeah. You're awesome. And I, it, being, like, positive, women being positive about themselves... Is still so much of an issue, and I hate it so much. And it really made me think of, and I, hopefully we can get a link to this on the description for this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a comedian, Deanne Smith, who is super great. So she's a lesbian, and she has this stand-up routine about um, how she just started seeing this woman who was straight up until dating her mm-hmm. and she's got this great like her cadence is fantastic so i'm definitely not getting it the same <laughs> but she is just like it is so easy to impress her you guys like you you straight dudes need to step it up like i buy her flowers she talks about it for months you know like i make her dinner she orgasms on the spot like so easy to impress and like everything that she's saying is funny but it's so true it is so easy to make a woman happy and it is so lazy of straight men sometimes to not just do it I, I like think it's, it takes so little people effort people just get into that comfort zone with like oh I don't have to we're, we stopped doing the, like the courting now we're dating now I got this yeah but but you you can't lose it. You, you can't. can't lose it. You ha- in a relationship, you always need to be courting because you always need to be trying to convince them. 
I'm great. This is why you should like me. And not just because you give him stuff, but because you're like, I want to do this for you because I know it makes you happy. Yeah. Not just like, oh, we're comfortable. We don't need to keep trying. And mm-hmm. that's, I've, I find a lot of relationships, when you hit that, like, comfort zone or you hit that, like, everything's okay zone mm-hmm. is where kind of problems start coming in. Yeah. That's where, like, oh, after the honeymoon phase, like, you just start having trouble. And I think you we, can make yeah. it a honeymoon phase. Obviously, there's going to be some trials and tribulations. But if you're just like, but I want to keep showing you. I want to help you out here. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Let's fucking do this together. Yeah. And I think that we we end up very quickly falling back into, like, 50s stereotypes. Where the woman just takes care of everything. And the man goes to work and then comes back home and sits back and relaxes and lets her do everything. And it's garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. <laughs> So, um, that's the episode, and I am kind of excited, and I do want to, just in case, um, no one, or just in case anyone hasn't seen our post about it, I do want to talk about the next week's question. Okay. So that they can answer us, and you can contact us, um, that I thought you were going to interrupt me. I keep doing this thing. This is my favorite thing, though, is you, me looking at you, because you're like, I thought you were going to interrupt me, and then, like, I just want to see how far you'll go. It's not good podcasting. Just interrupts me. No, it's not me trying to be rude. It's me being like, does she want me to interrupt? Is she coming up with an idea, or am I going to interrupt and kind of interrupt her flow? So it's, it's, I'm always waiting for, like, a hand gesture, like, here, our, here's where you come in. Our flow is you interrupting me. <laughs> so I was like, is, do you want me to, are you, are you going, are you talking about Twitter? Are you going to email? Do you want to yeah. contact direct? So it's me yeah. trying to get the context. No, that's clues. fair. So then it's you slowing down, waiting for me to come in and me being like, no, bitch, I need you to talk more so I know no, that it's okay for me to come in. You're so funny. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at we swear on Chanel, or you can email us at I couldn't help a podcast at gmail.com. Perf, thanks. <laughs> um, so the the next episode is season three, episode four, Boy Girl, Boy Girl. Uh, where Carrie and her new 20-something boy, Sean, break the ice. Samantha shows a new employee who's boss, and Miranda gives Steve a good home. Did you read the synopsis? I did. Um, <laughs> we're going to read it again, but it's fine. Um, but anyway, it is more about, like, sexual fluidity. Mm-hmm. About being attracted to girls, being attracted to boys, being attracted to, like, like polyamory, whatever, the whole thing. They don't actually talk about polyamory in the episode. But the question is, do you think that sexual fluidity is the the wave of the future? Is basically where we're going, where we're yes. just connected to whoever we're connected to. So, and examples, comments, whatever you want to do, let us know. Contact us. And we will uh, read some answers on the next episode. It was so excited. It's very exciting. Thank you all so much for listening. Also, real quick, I just want to do a plug. Um, I started listening to the audiobook of Call Me By Your Name, read by Army Hammer. Ooh. I go from crying to being fucking erect. Either way, I am moist <laughs> listening to this. Army Hammer's so beautiful. I love his voice. The writing style for this is so beautiful that I, and I don't know why, but I wasn't expecting it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I, I want everyone to read it because mm-hmm. I need to have a book club about this book because fucking, I got them vapors. <laughs> I got them vapors. We need a side podcast where we just talk shit. Talking shit with Joe and Paige. 
Oh, we do that on the podcast. Why I do we mean, need a side one? Because it's not about Sex in the City. I, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, we we'll just start just, talking shit about anything. We'll just work it we in. We literally dragged Squeeze in today. We did. Squeeze in a lot. Lick. No, I meant like the restaurant. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all very, very much. Yes, thank you so much. And I've been left brain. Totally. Been right. No, right brain is, is emotion. Left brain is logic. Anyways, I'm going to die. Anyways. So, thank you all. And remember, always Always wear wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.